Welcome. Tim in here. Yes, welcome to the Off the Mark podcast with the Baker Steins. I'm Mark. And this is the part where she says, I'm Kathy, but she's not here. Kathy's not here to say, I'm Kathy. I'm staging a hostile takeover of the show. Kathy stormed out. It was a scene like you wouldn't believe. Too much bickering. Finally got to her. No, that's not it. She's just not able to be here this uh, episode. So uh, I will bicker with myself, which will give you an insight into what goes on in my head 24-7. Very dangerous place to be. This episode, we're talking about short-form video content, short videos. You know, TikTok, IG Reels. They tell a visual story in a minute or less, hopefully less. And that's where we are with videos these days. Don't blink. You're going to miss it. Short, sweet. And people are using this effectively. Actually, a great article in PR Daily that we're going to talk with the author about in just a second, uh, where she pointed out where museums and libraries are effectively using TikTok to market what they have. And you know, would you really think that a, a library or a museum would be on TikTok? I mean, these are usually, you know, pretty fancy, pretty highfalutin places, right? But they found TikTok a great way to market. We're going to talk about that. Uh, short form videos, they can help tap into, an, uh, into your creative side. More importantly, they can help you connect with your audience and take your marketing agenda to the next level. TikTok's not the only platform to gain inspiration. Many different businesses have taken their own twist on trends and following their lead can help you understand what works and what doesn't. Some people say no news is good news. I say to those people, you've never read 1631digitalnews.com. Hey, everybody, there's a new site online that pulls the best content from the best sources from around the Internet. Get the latest breaking news, U.S. news, sports, luxury, music, entertainment, and even a great lineup of podcasts, including, guess which one? Off the Mark. Off the Mark with the Bickersteinsteins. Check it out today at www.1631digitalnews.com. That's www.1631digitalnews.com. It's a great news site. It is. It's where we get all our news, or a lot of our news, most of our news, a good part of our news. I check it out first thing in the morning. It, and before you go to bed. All and before from, I go to bed. It's a 24-7 I'm going to go on it right now before our podcast in case I missed something. 1631. Check it out. 1631digitalnews.com. With us today is Laura Bedrosian. She's Senior VP of Communications and Marketing at Terencia. Laura wrote a really interesting article for PR Daily with a fascinating premise. It's how museums and libraries are thrilling audiences on TikTok. Laura, thanks for being here. How bad did I mess up your last name and the name of the company? Hey, you got both perfect. Uh, so thank you. And also thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure to be here and talk, uh, talk all of these things with, with you. All right. Well, thank you. And so real quick, what is Terencia? Are you in Toronto? Is that where you are? No, I'm actually, I'm based in New York. Um, I'm right outside of New York City. Um, but the majority of the company, I would say, is Toronto-based, but we also have a team in the UK. So I represent our US team. 
and what is Terencia? What, 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 what do you, I, I tried to figure out what you guys did and, and I didn't have much success. That's my problem. But so we thought we'd have you explain it. Actually, that's my problem. So if that wasn't easily found, I am head of <laughs> communications and marketing. So whoops, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now I know my next job. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Terencia, we're a modern cloud native um, software as a service platform. Uh, really designed for and with cultural institutions. Uh, so I say that because, you know, there's a lot of technologies that are marketed and targeting specific industry areas. But the reason why this company was founded was that we wanted a technology that could be created with cultural institutions. That way it could better suit their needs. Um, so when I say cultural institutions, what do I mean? Museums, libraries, archives, galleries, even aquariums, zoos, really anything having to do with cultural, uh, you know, culture, cultural heritage. Um, and we develop, implement, and support uh, cloud-native software solutions, uh, specifically around digital asset management, um, storytelling, collections management, uh, workflow, workflow processes, um, and, you know, beyond this, we're trying to bring our expertise to support cultural institutions in any way that we can. You know, that's our mission. Um, Terencia, her, we, we named the company Terencia after a Roman woman. We actually have a blog post on this, a Roman woman who was um, a patron of the arts. Uh, I won't go too deep into that, but. Yeah, I saw that. On, I saw that on the website. Yes. Oh, uh, good. Yeah, no, that was cool. That's a, that's a, that's a, but so to tie into your work with institutions, you wrote an article, and if, if this were a question on a game show, I wouldn't have gotten it, but the, about how museums and libraries and institutions you wouldn't really associate with TikTok are having great success with TikTok. Yes, correct. Um, in really interesting ways. Well, how so? What, 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 what made you write about that? What, what did you notice that, that said, this is a new trend and, and and, and the key is what we can all learn from these unlikely, like, am I wrong to say that they're un, it's unlikely that I, I, that I was surprised to see that libraries and, and museums are using TikTok? No, I mean, I don't think you're wrong. And that's, I think, what a lot of museums and libraries and other institutions are trying to change. Um, I think when you think of a museum, um, some people think uh you know, stodgy, antiquated, old. I don't think that, like, if you can see my bookshelf back here, it's all, like, history, nerdy stuff. So I am always very excited to be at any cultural you, you institution. Get, you get high grades on the Room Raider thing. Um, nice background there. It Thank looks- you. So I think some people have, not everyone, obviously, um, but some people have this idea in their head that when they think museum, they think, you know, old columns, stodgy, dusty, things like that. So you wouldn't necessarily think to see a museum or library on something like Snapchat or TikTok or Instagram, um, just because, you know, why would you, right? But when you think about it, both, all of those things are really brands too. So if you think of it from a communications and marketing standpoint, it just makes sense for them to be on those types of platforms. And I will say too, um, as part of my background, I did work on the agency side at a few agencies in New York. So my area of expertise has always been in social media, digital strategy, corporate comms, and crisis management. Um, And I actually did have the opportunity to work at um, the American Museum of Natural History um, in their PR and marketing department. So if you enjoy Night at the Museum, number one. Uh, (laughs) Oh, wow. Very cool place to work. (laughs) 
and That's, usually people know it. <laughs> so you can tell us they really did come alive at night? I don't think I can say confirm or deny, actually, probably. <laughs> Mentally, they, they, they come alive in your head. They come alive in your in the your very least, state. right? Yes. So so you picked out a couple a bunch of examples. We're gonna mm-hmm. we're gonna play a little bit of some of them. One of the examples, and I can't pronounce, but it's from the municipal library in North Iceland. I, I knew you were all- gonna start with that one because I also admittedly do not know how to pronounce it. I apologize to any uh, people in Iceland watching or listening to this uh, for my <laughs> lack of pronunciation. <laughs> the key there is that even though we may not be able to pronounce even the name of the, the museum, the, the message they they present is, you know, is all in all languages. They And it was very simple. A couple of librarians by the stacks of the books. And then they end up dancing together. They're joyously dancing because of the books. What hit me is that, you know, hey, this is a fun place. What 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 struck you about this video, about this TikTok? Yeah, so I picked this one out for a couple of reasons. Um, the first one was I thought it was interesting because I was searching by those specific hashtags that I called out in, um, in the article, which one I think was library talk, uh, librarian, something like that. So I thought it was interesting that a library in Iceland would be using English language hashtags to help amplify their message. So that was the thing that even made me find them. Uh, So I thought that was interesting. And then to your point about the joyous dancing around books, not only is it fun, but the thing that was really interesting is that what they did is actually a larger trend at the time was a larger trend on TikTok um, of different people using different topics and different subjects, doing that exact same dance um, and highlighting a specific message. Um, so I thought it was really interesting. And I think it's appealing to people who are really into those trends and following them that they would participate in that. Because another interesting thing is that they used a sound that everyone else was using. So if you click, you know, you're on your phone, you're watching this, you're like, this is cool. If you click on the sound itself, in most cases, when you're following a trend, you'll go to the discover page or the, you know, the like, uh, you'll go to that sound page and you'll see all the other videos that have used that sound. So it was interesting the way that they, um, they use these tactics for discoverability from my perspective. So I thought it was unexpected in a lot of really good ways. So there were a lot more into it than just librarians dancing. Mm-hmm. Do you know, I mean, and I, I guess I can ask this in any case, I mean, does it lead, I mean, the engagement's one thing, does it lead to more people going to the library? I mean, I'll say it depends, right? I mean, if I'm in Iceland, which I'm currently not, I'm in New York, um, I would go check this out. I would seek them out because I have, now I'm aware that they exist through TikTok. Uh, you know, maybe I might've found them a different way if I happen to be traveling in the country, Um But I think also there's something to the local aspect, too. Um, They might be hitting the target audience. And I will admit, I don't know the exact demographic in Iceland specifically of people who are on there, but they'll be they have the opportunity to engage with audiences in their local communities and also global communities uh, to basically raise their own brand awareness and hopefully get more people in the door. And you've made the point a couple of times, and I think that's a a good point that you know, you don't think of libraries or museums or any of these institutions as brands, but if you think of them as brands and then they're out there, you know, selling the brand, getting the word out. Exactly. The, okay. Another one. We're going to play this one all the way through. Um, 
It's from the Denver Museum of Natural History, and it's all about a penny. Now, did you know that if you look close enough at a penny, you can actually see Abraham Lincoln in the Lincoln Memorial? Well, I can't. My eyes aren't good enough. But I work at a science museum where we have cool technology like this digital microscope. Using this, we can magnify the penny 200 times. And once you can look at it 200 times bigger, it's easy to see Abraham Lincoln in the Lincoln Memorial. What do you think about that, Ace Abraham Lincoln? Cool. Now can I have my penny back? Thank you. Don't throw it. Don't throw it. What? Whoa! Oh, it landed next to that tiny cell phone. How is that cell phone so small? That doesn't... Wait a second. Oh, it's the old giant penny trick again. Lincoln! Very cool. They're talking about how they can make sure you can see Lincoln on a penny. What what message did you... What, what did you like about this one? So I liked this one. Again, this is another one, too, where I found um, I found it through searching through the hashtag, which I think was interesting. They did have specific hashtags out um, that were like microscope and basically science related. So you may not be searching for those as like a, you know, a young person um, or just a casual user of TikTok specifically. But I thought it was interesting because, A, with those hashtags, they were trying to target those types of people who would be searching for that, which I thought was interesting. But then the other piece of it that I found particularly fascinating about this video is that it really speaks to what they do as an institution. Um, so the education piece of it, I thought was interesting, the way that the pr video was produced, what they, the message they were sending out, um, or not, not even just the message they were sending out, what they were sharing, I thought was really interesting. And for someone like me, I was like, oh, this is really cool. I've actually never been to this museum. I've never encountered it before. Um, and it made me go through all of their videos. And I think there's, again, back to that discoverability, there's something there that um, I think creates an interest for people in a really, in a really different way. Yeah. I mean, and it was, and it was really well done because, you know, it was like this little nugget, this sort of, sorry for the old reference, a Cliff Clavin uh, nuggets that I care about them. <laughs> Lincoln being on the penny. Yeah, you could see him in the Lincoln Memorial. And then how they uh, magnified that so many times. And you can actually see it. And then they, they kept going with the, you know, the, the enlarged penny. And, then uh, you know, it took a little turn there that you, oh, okay. I thought, thought that was the end of the life. Oh, no, there's more to it. Do you have to be that creative doing these kind of TikTok videos? or? So I think that's kind of the beauty of TikTok. Um, you know, I think, I think we all know the power of video and how engaging they are just generally. But I think for TikTok, what makes it interesting is that you can have varying levels of production. Like there are some of the videos and the article that I shared. And then if you just go on TikTok too, you can see that there are some brands, like not even talking about museums, you could look at, um, say like Chipotle or someone like that who has done like a big uh, sponsorship and they're, they're not sponsorship, a big ad buy, they might have a higher production value, bring in, you know, video editors, bring in all of these, this equipment. And some of the museums too, you can tell um, they've brought in some more professional equipment, but the beauty of TikTok is that you don't necessarily need it because all of the editing tools are right there. Um, in the system. So you could do something as simple as following a trend. Um, I've also seen uh, not necessarily a museum brand, but um, 
the Red Cross, actually, I've seen a couple of different country specific Red Cross um, accounts come up and they actually will use TikTok to teach um, different facts about, uh, you know, first aid or, you know, how, you know, how to escape uh, if there's a fire in your home, like little educational tools like that. So you could be as creative as the penny and zooming in and doing things like that. And I think that works, but I think as long as you're saying something of interest to the audience you're trying to attract um, and it's done in a, it could be done in a fire, it could be done in an educational way, as long as it's done in a coherent way, <laughs> I think you have the chance to be successful. Yeah. The, 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 the one you started to talk about the, uh, the Lizzo, I mean, we'll play a split second or two of the, of the music here. I like big boys, itty bitty boys, Mississippi boys, inner city boys. I like the pretty boys with the bow tie. Get your nails did, let it blow dry. I like and and what they're doing is using a Lizzo song, and then they're showing dioramas that are at the uh, museum. I mean, you know, it's 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 pretty basic stuff, but they they still deliver a message. Yep, exactly. And that's another example too, where that museum in that video took another trend that was going around because people were doing that with their dogs, dressing them up um, like casual users, dressing up their dogs to hit the different uh, different themes of that Lizzo song. Um, and other brands, I think, had done that as well. But this just to me was funny. It's also because I worked at a natural history museum too. So I was surrounded by dioramas myself. So I, f I found it really creative and I thought it was really smart. And it's something that I think uh, it also modernizes the museum even more because it shows like, oh yeah, these people are like really interesting and cool and creative um, to put something like that together. Except I don't think I've used the word diorama since like eighth grade or seventh grade. Right? That's yeah. fair. But maybe this will help. Maybe this will help bring it into the vernacular again. Gonna bring them right back. They're gonna, the hottest things going right now, dioramas. Um, so you have a list of um, four tips. Mm -hmm. that, and let's go over them individually. So push creativity. You know, I spoke about this a couple of minutes ago, and actually, I guess just now, um, you know, you can take a trend from TikTok and really make it your own. So like in the case of the librarians, uh, you know, dancing, I that's something that you can do. Um, but you don't necessarily always have to use the same sound that everyone else is using or use the same trend that everyone else is using. Uh, but, you know, as long as you're actually saying something that rings true to your brand, um, and it's done in a way that, like I said, mentioned earlier, is coherent and engaging. I think you're going to have a lot of success. But I think with that particular point, I, I want to encourage people to not feel locked into something where they are like, oh, I can't, I can't make a video around that Lizzo song. Uh, I can never do anything on TikTok. Or, oh, I don't want to be dancing on video. Should I even approach it? There are a lot of different ways to use the short form video like this. Um, and I think pushing it and looking and actually paying attention to what you can do within TikTok is uh, something that can be quite powerful, especially when you see all of the capabilities of editing and how easy it is. And, and this goes to your other two points. Try something new and production can vary. Can vary. Yes, exactly. Yeah, why not try something new? Um, you know, not every brand needs to be every single platform. And I, I personally feel very strongly about that. And there's also the realistic piece of, um, you know, you might not have the resources to be able to do everything you want to. Um, but I think if you are looking to get on TikTok, um, 
and create videos. A good way to even start off is to just start, a, you know, start an account for your brand and you don't necessarily have to post videos, but you can, you know, engage with audience members, um, like do true community engagement. You can comment on those of, you know, folks you're trying to target or other, you know, partners or things like that. Yeah, get involved in the conversation. And, you know, I mean, little by little, you'll you'll eventually want to do a video. Yes, <laughs> that's how they hook you in. That's, yes. <laughs> they reel you in. <laughs> and then with the production value point, um, yeah, I, I think the beauty of TikTok is that most people have a smartphone. As long as you download the app, you can do everything on your phone. And iPhones, you know, have a great camera. I know others do as well, where you could really just do the entire thing on your own, on your own phone without issues. Certainly you could bring in, you know, higher quality video production teams and create something and then upload the video and it'll look maybe a little nicer, maybe different, but um, that shouldn't be something that necessarily is a hindrance to brands. And then you say, then you have as an interesting, I mean, sort of from left field there, not really from left field, but um, just a little bit, don't let language be a barrier. Mm -hmm. Like this translates to all languages or you can be, I mean, you can literally be translated or your message can be, can resonate with people across borders. Yes. So I know, you know, I know TikTok isn't really at the stage of YouTube where you necessarily have all the languages available right there. But, you know, in the case of the Iceland library that you had, that you had shown earlier, like, I found that and they're not speaking English. They use some hashtags in English to be able to amplify the message, but, you know, you can still discover things and you can still amplify your message in different ways. Again, by using sound, um, you can also see too, one of the biggest things. And I think, you know, at least for Trencia too, it's accessibility is so important and you have the ability to add captions uh, if you'd like in, you know, if there's a language, maybe it's English, maybe it's a different language you're trying to target as well, that you could add that as subtitles in the actual video itself. So there are ways to get around it to hit that target audience and either hit your own locality or try to take it global in some way. But my bigger, my other point with that too is, you know, maybe you're can't think of a good example, but, you know, maybe you're in an area and you think that TikTok is primarily English. I just, I don't think that should hinder anyone from, from joining. The, um, so this takes me back to a, a conversation from many years ago with a client mm-hmm. where not a conversation, like multiple, multiple, multiple conversations where I think it was like 2006, 2007, whatever, you got to get on Facebook. You got to get on Facebook. You got to get in. No, I don't want to be on there with kids or pictures of keggers. Uh, you know, I'm not posting pictures of my lunch. Uh, and I can't tell you how many times I had the conversation with clients, you know, dragging them, kicking and screaming. And you're well aware of this. Oh, you're bringing me um, back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then I get a call from them one day. They are like, why aren't we on Facebook? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you yep. serious? Um, yeah, you're right. I know you've been saying it, but somebody else said it to me. This is true. Um, so is it the same conversation? You know, I mean, I, we're looking at the bigger picture here, which is, um, you know, short videos on TikTok or I, IGTV or where, wherever 
you know, there's going to be resistance from people because they don't think it fits their brand. I will say, I think your retelling of that conversation with that client from 2006, 2007 is totally true. I think right now, I mean, TikTok is still like it, it exploded when it first came on the scene. And, you know, I think at one point, you know, they were saying it was the fastest growing social network, um, like full stop. Uh, I get the hesitancy. I, and at that time, too, I was still client side um, or agency side, rather. And, you know, working with some clients saying, you know, this thing is around. I know that you probably are feeling a little bit of like trepidation jumping into it, but it's something to think about. It's something you could get a leg up on other, um, you know, some of your competitors, too, in a good way to react to audiences. Um, you know, part of the difficulty with that was, you know, you might recall some of the uh, security uh, discussions. Oh, yeah. There, you I know? mean, yeah. And, you know, as of now, I think minutes and, and all that. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that didn't that didn't help. And I do understand, too, especially, you know, maybe if you're, um, you know, a corporate uh, brand or financial or something like that, there's some real uh, security issue that you might have um, or you'd like to stay away from. But I think it was last week or the week before. But um, I know. Uh, I saw some headlines around, um, you know, the investigation being dropped and it being okay and TikTok not being banned in the U.S. So I would say that signals to me that there, you know, there's, it's the same level of um, risk that you would take with any other social platform. But uh, yeah, okay. So risk aside, what would you do? Would you like produce a few videos and show the reluctant client what they, what could be? Yeah, that's a good, that's a good question. I mean, I think probably to get the foot in the door um, with that. And sorry, I realized I didn't actually answer your question. I went on a little bit of a tangent with security. Sorry. Well, it's an important, that was an important topic. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. I mean, I think probably a good way to start off, and I guess it depends on your client uh, that you're working with too. I mean, yes, that could be a good way to produce something um, or even show them, you know, just to show them how easy it is. But another way to do it too would be to take some of these examples, like, I think museums and libraries are actually a good way to start off to say, look at what, what they're doing. Look at how they're getting uh, their message out there um, and show some of those examples and basically starting to uh, get them more, uh, I can't think of the right word right now, um, but uh, get them to be uh, to be seeing these things a little more frequently. That way it's a little more top of mind for them and starting to ease them into the water. So maybe it's starting off with, showing them examples of how this, you know, of what other brands are doing on TikTok right now, including ones that might be considered a little more buttoned up, um, like a museum or a library, and then taking it to the next level, you know, of, hey, here's how actually we could do this. And maybe uh, kind of like bulleting out or, store, you know, loose storyboarding what could be done for that particular brand. Um, and then maybe it's taking the step of just producing a couple of them and showing them how easy it is. Um, and going from so, there. So the idea is get started and then get creative. Don't worry that much about uh, how it looks because uh, it's just more of what it says. Is, is, but, but, but how it looks is also important. I was going to say. I, I uh, to, <laughs> well, don't worry at the beginning how, how it looks. Yeah. You know? I mean, I mean, certainly, and, and you certainly want to represent the brand properly. Yes. The article... PR Daily, how museums and libraries are thrilling audiences on TikTok. Laura, where do people get in touch with you? Where, are you on TikTok? I am on TikTok. 
unfortunately it is under my dog's names because uh, I have a dog <laughs> account. So that is <laughs> probably harder to say. I am on Twitter. Um, just my name at Laura Bedrosian. Um, and yeah, my DMs are open. I, you can also find me on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to connect and message with folks and answer questions. Um, I mean, I can say my dog's TikTok handle is New York City and Rory. My dog. New York City and what? Rory. Oh. <laughs> I have a dog named Sid and a dog named um, Rory. So I tried to make a little bit of a pun, but. So Got you can't find me there. Terencia is actually on um, TikTok as well. We are not actively posting to anything, but you're welcome to follow. All right. We got to get, I got to get started on TikTok. I know, you know. It's definitely kids. entertaining. I, well, yeah, there, there's another well I need to fall into and just go down a rabbit hole for hours. Yeah. But uh, no, I, I, y- your advice is great. Your observations are, are, are terrific. And I, I want to thank you for, sharing some of these insights with us today. Oh, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to talk with you. And thank you for inviting me on here to talk about this. I obviously love TikTok and social media and all things comms and marketing. So it was a pleasure. Thank you. We've been talking with Laura Bedrosian, longtime communication and business development expert. We've missed Kathy terribly, but somehow we were able to wrap up the, the podcast in record short time. Oh, there she is now. She's calling. She wants to talk some more stuff. Hey, the Off the Mark podcast is a presentation of On the Mark Media. Stay up to date on trends and learn helpful tips on how to engage your audience. Give us a follow at On the Mark Media on Twitter and send us an email at info at onthemarkmedia.com. Both those marks are with a C. We'd be thrilled to hear from all of you listening. Until next time, she's Kathy. She'll be back then, and I'm Mark, and we are the Bickersteins.